0: to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to ask you a question that I asked a few days ago in the broadcast, and that is, what would you do if you had to tell someone the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe, as a Christian, you would. Okay, that brings us to the second question. What is the most important thing you can tell a person? I'll ask again. I'm saying that Well, let's put it this way. Two weeks ago, I would have got this question wrong, so I'm guessing that most of you are getting the question wrong. Let me start again. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? I believe most Christians would tell them anyway. Okay, that brings us to the second question. What is the most important thing that you can tell a person? What's the most important thing in the world? Now, I know you're probably saying, oh, you got to accept Jesus. And two weeks ago, I would have said the same thing. But having done some thinking through it, actually, that's not the most important thing. Okay, back to the question. What is the most important thing that you can tell them? And I'm going to answer it this way. What is the most important thing, if you were to ask me, that I learned from memorizing the book of Revelation? The answer is both the same. And that is, don't take the mark of the beast. What? You mean that's more important than accepting Jesus? Yes. What? What are you saying? Well, again, two weeks ago, I'd have said, no, no, no. Accepting Jesus is the most important thing. What? That's not exactly accurate. Let me explain. Throughout all human history, there are only three groups of people. From Adam forward to the very last person that is ever born. Throughout all human history, there are only three groups of people. This is probably the most important thing I learned by memorizing the book of Revelation. And that is, one, those in the book of life who live forever. Okay, that's simple. We want to be in that one. Two, those not in the book of life who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. Those people who take the mark of the beast, which means they join the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer in perdition, or what is also called the lake of fire and brimstone, without soul death. In other words, if you take the mark of the beast, you can cut your hand off, you can chisel it off of your forehead, but you will not only not go to heaven, but you will be in perdition, which is eternal torment. Let me explain more exactly with the scriptures here. First group, easy. Those people That are in the book, get eternal life. Second group, not so good. Those not in the book of life, Revelation 20, 15. Here's your scriptures for it. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay, so you say, well, if you're cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death, what exactly is that? Well, that is soul death. Obadiah 116 says, and I'm just going to read the last few words, which tell us what we want to know. And they shall be as though they had not been. In other words, it's body and soul death. That thing that's listening to the program right now, the person that is thinking, the person that talks. In other words, that person inside of you, that's the soul. That is soul death. Now, you've heard of probably testimonies of people that have died and their body floated up above them. That's the soul. The body laid on the gurney or was in the car wreck or whatever it was. The body stayed there, but the soul lifted up. There's two things, the body and the soul. Those people not in the book of life, they get soul death. That's actually an advantage as compared to group three. Now let's talk about group three. Group three is those people that take the mark of the beast. Here's scripture for it. Revelation fourteen nine 9-11. If any man worship the beast and his image, and receiveth the mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation or his anger. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Here it is. And the smoke of the torment ascended up forever and ever, And they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Read that last part again. Meaning, if you take the mark of the beast, if your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your co-worker, your buddies, your friends, if any of them, anyone takes that mark of the beast, then here's what is going to happen to them. They don't get soul death. They aren't tossed into the lake of fire in such a way to where their body and soul dies so that they will be as though they had not been. Obadiah 116. Instead, this is what they get. The smoke of their torment. What's torment? It's pain upon pain upon pain upon pain upon pain upon pain. pain. No relief. Remember the rich man that just begged for just a a drop of water to just touch his tongue? That's what it is. It's constant torment for all eternity, no help, no escape, no way out, no water, no cool. The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Further confirmation, Revelation 20.10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, let's summarize this. So there's three groups of people. From Adam, from David, uh, Samson, Delilah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everybody, 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 all the way from Adam to the very last heartbeat person born. Every one of them falls into three groups. Those in the book of life that get eternal life. Those not in the book of life, and they get soul death. That's a blessing. They get soul death. If they're not in the book of life, that's a blessing as compared to group three. Group three do not get soul death. Instead, they are tossed, Revelation twenty ten, in with the devil, the beast, and the false prophet, and tormented day and night forever and ever. No help, no water, no cool, constant torment. So, let's go back to our first question. What if you had to tell someone the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? I believe you're saying I would tell them. Okay, so what is the most important thing is? Don't take the mark of the beast. Now, that brings us to the really big question. How do I tell them? I mean, how do I just walk up to a person that's not even Christian and say, you don't take the mark of the beast? How do I tell my grandma that doesn't know anything about Christianity, doesn't know anything about the Bible? How do you tell them, don't take the mark of the beast? I don't want them to take the mark. I don't want them to be tormented for all eternity. How do I tell them? Well, thankfully, I've got an answer, and that is, Give them my book. Miss the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast. Because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. So how do you tell them? You get the book into their hand. Miss the mark. Exposes nine deceptions that the beast will use to deceive. And the Bible says that if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. Meaning, the beast... His number one target, it's not the Muslims, it's not the Buddhists, it's not people that are atheists, they're already in his camp. His number one target are the brothers and sisters, the moms and dads, the friends, uncles of Christians, and specifically Christians. It says if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. Now, Lucifer is given three and a half years to rule the world and has been given 6,000 some odd years to prepare So don't you think it is possible that Lucifer, very smart, very intelligent, has set up at least a nine-point plan, so well thought out, so cunning, that it will deceive especially the Christians. The Bible says all those whose name is not in the book of life. In my opinion, I'm going to say upwards of 95 probably 98% of those people that are blocking sunshine and breathing air and have a heartbeat right now, probably upwards of 95% of them will take the mark of the beast. Scary. Scary. Well, get the book. Get that in the hands of the people you love. Because this book is designed to be given to anyone even if they've never heard of the Bible or Jesus, even if they're of another religion. It takes them from being a blank page, unknowing about anything about Christianity, and quickly moves them to the point to where they will never take the mark of the beast. They'll probably accept Jesus, but they will never take that mark of the beast. And it's thin. It's easy to read. I think it's like 98 pages, uh, not a big book at all. And I did that for a reason. I want you to hand it to them. And then when they get in their hands, I want them to think, oh, well, this is just a thin book. Okay, yeah, well, maybe I can read this. So one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25. In other words, we're offering them in cellophane sealed wrapped groups of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. One for $20. Don't do that. In other words, one set of 10 for 25, two sets of 10, 40, four sets of 10. That's the best deal for 60. So if you get the 40 for 60, that's a buck and a half. You can give away a book, a buck and a half. It's worth the chance. It's worth the try. Give it to someone. And I'm going to suggest you give it to them like this. You ask them the question, what if you had to tell a person, the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you. What would you do? Chances are they're going to say, well, I would tell them. I'm going to say, well, then I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to ask you to look at and read this book. And it's called Miss the Mark. Don't take the mark of the beast. Oh, I've heard of the mark of the beast. Yes, but you haven't heard of it this way, my brothers and sisters. Matter of fact, let's go to Revelation thirteen sixteen. This is talking about the power of the beast and he opened his mouth in blasphemy. What's blasphemy? It means that they attack God. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Now think about that for a second. Try to imagine the beast, the most intelligent person that has ever lived, the most handsome, the best speaking person, the person that's going to have all of the answers. And he arrives, and of course, just like the devil always does, he always comes in with wonderful things. He's probably going to come in with things like new technology, free energy, anti-gravity, all of these cancer cures, wonderful things. And then, of course, when the people start listening to him, you see, the Bible says that God has given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to make war with the saints. Now, that may be a bullet war, but even more than a bullet war, you have to understand that words have killed more people than bullets or bombs or anything like that. Words. It was given him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power is given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. How do you say all people on earth? That's a pretty good way. Power is given him over all, all kindreds tongues, and nations, now listen to this, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. What's that saying? That's saying that once they see him, and I'm about to give you another scripture that backs this up, just a second, once they see the beast, he is so good looking, he sounds so good, he Answers questions, he makes sense. It's like everything inside of our brain, our body, is going to be leaping forward saying, Yes, 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 this is what I've been looking for all of my life. All of these atheists are going to jump at it. The Muslims, the Buddhists, all of them whose name is not written in the book of life, their eyes are going to fly open and they're going to say, Yes, yes, yes. Finally, a man that makes sense. Finally, a man that speaks to my heart. Revelation thirteen sixteen, And he causeth. That's a very big word. Listen to that word. Look, I'm, I'm trying to save your soul. <laughs> if you haven't got Jesus in your heart, you're in trouble. If you haven't got very deep roots, if you've not built your house upon a rock, and that rock is Jesus, then when the winds come and the rains blow, great would be the fall of your house. In other words, I believe that there's probably some people listening right now that are hmm, not as close to the Lord as they need to be, don't know the Bible as well as they really should, and their roots into Christianity and into the Lord Jesus are not as deep as they need to be to weather the storm of the beast coming. In other words, with all kindness and with all love that I can possibly muster here. I believe there's some people listening right now. You know what I'm going to say. You are wondering about your salvation. You're wondering, could I resist? Could I resist this guy? Is my faith strong enough? Are my feet upon the rock Hard enough and deep enough are the roots, deep enough do I know the Bible well enough? Can I resist? Revelation thirteen sixteen? And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600 Three score and six, brothers and sisters. I know. You may be wondering. Can I withstand such deceptions? Can I look at this guy and be certain that I'm not going to say, "Oh, this has got to be the Christ." This, this, this Look, he doeth great wonders, so that he make a fire come out of the sky into the face of all men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast. This guy is going to use all signs and lying wonders. He is going to be everything our heart desires. Unless our heart is really, really close and sown in with the Lord Jesus. Now, I believe I'm talking to some people right now. You need the book. You need to make certain that your roots are deep enough that you can stand there and listen and watch the beast and not let him talk you out of Jesus. I believe that. Look, who's he coming for? He's not coming for the people that are atheists or people that worship other gods. They're already his. He's coming for you. He is coming for you, my brothers and sisters. And you have to understand he has got a plan, he's smart, he's intelligent. He's been thinking this through for 6,000 years, and you have to understand he's got a plan, nine deceptions described in the book, so good, so good. If you're not scared right now, you should be. I have to tell you the truth. If I hadn't been through some things I've been through since I memorized the book of Revelation, if I hadn't had some of the things that God has spoken to me, I would be concerned right now. I'd be listening to this and say, you know what? Maybe I need to do a double check. Let me let, let me take a look and let me look down and see if my feet are really planted on the rock or my feet often in the world. Are my roots deep enough into the Bible? Do I know the word well enough to where I could withstand the rains and the storms when they come? Can I listen to the smartest, most intelligent, most wonderful human being, that's really not a human being. That's why the Bible calls him the beast. Can we listen to him, see him, and not fall? This book will warn you, and no, you do not know these nine deceptions. I plan to start covering some of them in the upcoming broadcast, but no, you do not know these deceptions. Revelation seventeen eight says, the beast that thou sawest was and is not, means he was once alive and he is not allowed now, alive now in 96 AD when John was given this, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. And I laugh when people say, do you think that the Antichrist is alive right now? No, he's not even on the earth right now. Because the Bible clearly says in two different places he ascends out of the bottomless pit, meaning right now he is not on the earth, and then one day he will ascend out of the bottomless pit And he will be there the next day. Yesterday he wasn't here. Today he's there. So, no, the Antichrist is not alive on the earth right now. And those people that say he is just have not read Revelation 17.8. Let's go on. The beast that thou sawest was, once alive, and is now not alive in 96 A.D., and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. That's eternal torment. No escape. No soul death. That's what perdition is. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder. Oh, there it is. There it is. The big word. The word I want to talk about for a minute or two, but let me finish the verse. Shall dwell upon the earth shall wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold. Behold. What's that? That means when they see him. That behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Wonder. Well, I looked it up. The word means a feeling of surprise, mingled with admiration, caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable, a cause of astonishment or admiration, marvel. For example, the pyramid is a wonder to behold, or miracle, the quality of exciting, amazed admiration apt attention or astonishment at something awesomely, listen carefully, awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. Now, let me read that verse again. This is talking about the beast. If you're a Christian, this, my brothers and sisters, is talking to you. This is a big, fat warning. The beast that thou sawest was, in other words, once alive, and is not alive now in 96 AD when John got this, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition or eternal torment. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. That's it. See, when your grandma or your brother, your sister, or your son or daughter, when they see the beast, which is probably coming on the scene in the next few years, when they see him, just when they see him, the Bible says that they behold. They behold the beast that was in his own when they see him, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they see him, when they behold him, they're going to be wonders. They're going to be mesmerized. They're going to be shocked. He is going to be the answer for everything that exists. He is going to be the thing that all people want. They behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Meaning, this guy right now, he's not on the earth. But he is the son of Satan. He is the son of perdition. He is the beast, and he will look good, he will sound good. Ken Peters, in his dream that he had, I don't know, 35 years ago, he said he was the most beautiful man he had ever seen. The Bible says he is a man of fierce countenance. Maurice Galllar said I asked him I said, "Well, Ken Peters said he was the most beautiful man. How would you describe him?" She, he said, "That's a pretty good description." Most beautiful man he'd ever seen. Very handsome, he said. He is going to be everything that the flesh likes. Why does this come upon us? Let's go to Second Thessalonians two four. He says, Now but we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering unto him. In other words talking about this is the day that Jesus returns. That you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit or word or by letter from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. In other words, Jesus ain't coming until you see this. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except the coming of falling away first. And I do not believe that falling away, that deception, that defection from the truth, has happened yet. But in the next few years is coming. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God... Sitteth in the temple of God, that's on the Ark of the Covenant, showing himself that he is God. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. Listen, listen, listen. With all power and signs and lying wonders. Did you hear that? Lying wonders. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness. That's even hard to say. Deceivableness of unrighteousness? What? What? It means that what he says is filth. It's wrong. But it is so wonderful, the way he puts it, it deceives them. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Why? Here it is, here it is. Because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. In other words, because they haven't received Jesus, they didn't receive the holiness So God is going to send them the most evil, the most cunning, the most deceptive man that has ever lived on the earth. Jesus said, I come in my father's name, and you do not accept me. But another man will come in his own name, and him you will accept. That's talking about the Antichrist. Let me finish this. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. That's the Antichrist. That they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. My mom said, son, there's pleasure in sin. I knew what she was talking about. See, a lot of times, sin is good. Sin is wonderful. Sin is fun. (laughs) We've all enjoyed it. But the wages of sin is death, brothers and sisters. This guy is bringing death. And I'm going to say you do not know these nine deceptions. I haven't got in them. You do not know them. And when I went through a few of them, when I talked in Evansville, you should have seen the mouths of the Christians drop open and their eyes get big as dollars because they had never thought of these. They had never seen them. A deception so powerful. If it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. Miss the mark. One for 20, but don't do that. Sets of 10. 10 for 25. 20 for forty, forty for 60, at prophecyclub.com. While you're there, also get my first book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Then go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Get signed up for the crusade that is coming. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. So, in summary, get Miss the Mark, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com, and then go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. That's one for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, and 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. That's miss the mark, don't take the mark of the beast, prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the New Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, there is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for twenty dollars. Instead, get five for thirty or ten for fifty-five. The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. I've got good news. We are going to offer the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade next year, April eighth through the twelfth in twenty twenty. Find out more about it by going to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. 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 The prophecy club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.